Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you want to adjust your loan options in real time. Folks, remember, Rocket can. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up in about 20 minutes, the death of the Patriot way. Also, all the stuff on free agency. I thought the NFL salary cap this year was like the pandemic for all of us last year. Their salary cap, we all knew their salary cap was going to lower. Some people are making moves knowing that it's 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 bound to bump up, especially with this television contract, which and I'm, gl- I'm so glad Connor brought this up. This contract is going to change a lot of things, and it's, and it's seeping into the way we take in our sports now. Television has become niche. There's no longer the network aspect of things. You're seeing networks change and move on to streaming and still be their networks, but still be on streaming apps, knowing that a lot of people are cutting cords. A lot of people who are of an older generation are starting to cut cords now as well. And so what they're doing is the same thing we did with network television, the same thing we did with with cable television. You put something on, you know it's going to get a big number, people are going to surround it and watch it, and then you put other things on after. It's why that I forget the show that Queen Latifah was on. They previewed it after the Super Bowl earlier this year. I think that's a CBS show, and I should know, but I don't remember right off the top of my head. I apologize. But you preview things after big after big events, and the NFL is the biggest of the big events. And so when Connor gives us the straight dope about, all right, something's going to be on Amazon Prime. They're going to have Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. There's plenty of guys out there going, I'm not paying for Amazon Prime. You probably already do, and you don't even know. My co-host during the week, he's in a committed relationship now for the first time in his life, and he'll probably talk about that a little bit tomorrow between 10 to 2, as Anthony Lima takes over on Sunday here on on CBS Sports Radio tomorrow. And I had to say to him, he does not have like any – he is – when it comes to himself, Anthony is not – he's a good friend of mine. Anthony is not a cheap person. He pays for the drinks. He'll pay for the dinners. In fact, I owe Anthony two lunches right now as I say this sentence. He is not a cheap man, but when it comes to himself, he is extremely cheap, and he's just like a lot of guys out there. He ain't paying for extras on things he doesn't need. He doesn't need the he doesn't need electronics. He doesn't have a computer. Doesn't want a computer. Doesn't want to pay for a computer. Will not break down and do that. And I was the exact same way when I was single. It's been a long time since I've been single, and he was like that while he was single up until the last eight months. Now he's serious. And I asked him yesterday, I go, does your girlfriend have a uh, Amazon Prime? Yeah. And you guys are thinking about moving in together. 
Eh, here and there. Okay, well, guess what? Your money is about to be hers, and her money is about to be yours. And so eventually you will take advantage. You will have a computer, and you will pay for Amazon Prime in some sort of a sense. And that's the way a lot of people are. And they also think, I'm not paying for Amazon Prime to watch garbage Thursday night football. You say that until your team plays on Thursday night. Then, when your team plays on Thursday night, maybe it's a 30-day subscription, a 30-day free trial. Just a taste, they said, remember? Just a taste. Remember, the first hit is always free. And then you look at the subscription for a month. Eh, Paramount, ESPN Plus, $5.99 here, $5.99 there. It's very low. You don't think about it in that case. And so you always have to give your credit card, and you'll give them your credit card number, and you'll think, I'll just, I'll get rid of it after the game, later on this month, and then all of a sudden you're buying stuff on Amazon Prime. Hey, this thing has more than just TV? This thing has more than just shows? You're telling me I can get these pens tomorrow? And away you go. Peacock Network. I'm a football fan. I'm a NASCAR fan. I'm a wrestling fan. I like to watch my old wrestling. That's moving to Peacock. All right, I guess I'm going to Peacock or Paramount or wherever it's going to go. I'll follow it. Same thing with uh, what Dale Earnhardt's show, The Lost Speedways. Okay, I'll watch this NFL game. I'll watch this Browns game. I guess I'll get Peacock for the month. It's a free 30-day trial. Hey, they got this original program. Okay, I'll watch this. Oh, they have old Office episodes. Oh, Lizzie loves The Office, so I'll watch that. So it's a way to get you in. It's the same thing we did with network television back in the day when there was no DVR and very few VHS, and you had to just watch it at that time. That's how they hooked you. Now it's different. So it's a great investment for the NFL. I think it's a great investment for the cable networks. And even though Thursday Night Football, we roll our eyes, you roll your eyes until your team's there, and then you'll find a daily use for Amazon Prime. It's perfect. 855-2124-CBS. But with the cap numbers and some of the things changing with some of the expenditures coming in, some people have been disappointed in their teams in free agency. Some team, some people have been surprised. Wide receiver numbers have been surprising. Curtis Samuel, he got paid. Well done by him. A couple other people, they got a little bit of money. They got paid. Well done by them. But a lot of teams... The wide receiver numbers have been surprising. Running back numbers, not surprising. It was that way during the solid days, and it's certainly that way, I guess with the exception of Chris Carson, even though I don't find that to be a very big contract at all. It's like that with running backs now, and it'll probably be like that with running backs in the future. Like when we last March flooded supermarkets and got toilet paper and got the essentials and the sundries and the supply and the meat. Remember the meat. We were almost having a meat problem. Just like we did, the NFL's doing the same thing. They're willing to pay top dollar for offensive linemen, for pass rushers, for players in the secondary, for quarterbacks. They're willing to pay the top dollar for them. Good linebackers are going on the cheap. Anthony Walker, who is, according to Darius Leonard, locker room leader, great player, great young player, one year, three and a half million dollars to the Browns. We go from Joe Schobert, who made $53 million a couple of years ago with the Jacksonville Jaguars. C.J. Mosley got a buku deal with the New York Jets. One year, 3.5. Linebacker, meh, a lot of teams using nickel. A lot of teams, goodness gracious, Chargers in their defense, they've used seven cornerbacks, or they've used seven defensive backs at certain times. Not a lot of room for a lot of linebackers anymore. And you've seen linebackers, their bodies have changed. They play light. They're basically a safety anymore. Now we don't need them as much. So they're not a a traditional linebacker isn't going to be paid. 
and you're still in a market where a guy like Bud Dupree coming off a serious ACL is still worth $16.5 million year one. Because we need them. They're essential. Pass rushing is essential. Secondary play is essential. Linebackers, some of the other stuff, meh, meh. Middle linebacker guys, meh, meh. 855-2124-CBS. Speak of the devil, let me get to Don in Cleveland real quick. Don, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Good afternoon, Ken. Don, um, I can't, uh, you can't fit, now I know what you might fit in. I don't have the drop, so you can't do that here. Oh, no, no. Uh, okay. So I want to talk real quick about the free agency in terms of, you mentioned all these positions. Obviously, running back is not a position analytical front offices overvalued too much. Mm-hmm. I think you agree with that, right? You mentioned which position you mentioned again there, Don? Running back. Yes, yes. Okay, so we're both Browns fans. I think we both agree Nick Chubb is one of the two best running backs in the game today. Yep. I think it's nitpicky to say he's better than Derrick Henry, whatever. So my point being. Yeah, he's top three, top three in that mix. Guys who deserve to get money. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely, yes. So the Browns have a little bit of a conundrum coming up in the next year, year and a half with their players. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Offensive line's awesome, but I look at offensive lines a little bit like Major League Baseball bullpens. You don't know if they're going to be good for five straight years. That's Particularly true. if some of those pieces are getting older, contracts, what have you. And now you mm-hmm. just said we're, teams are paying offensive linemen a lot of money. Well, we're about to pay a lot of money to a franchise quarterback, and we have a franchise running back. So it comes down to this. Do you keep that line? It, what, what's easier to replace, a great line or a great running back because if you have a great line, you don't necessarily need a great top three running back. Maybe a top eight running back gets the job done. And don't get oh. me wrong. I absolutely love Nick Chubb. Best yeah. running back in a Browns uniform since number 32, and it's not even a question. So do you, do you try to keep three or four of your offensive linemen at the expense of losing Nick Chubb, or do you let maybe a Wyatt Teller, best in what he does, walk because Nick Chubb is so special? The Nick former. Chubb isn't it. He, he's. So you want you want it hurts me. Yeah, no, it it yeah. hurts me to admit this because I have a great deal of admiration for Nick Chubb. Uh, I I think you got to look towards I think you got to look towards San Francisco and what they've done. I mean they've they've squeezed their running backs every chance they get. I mean they they squeezed Raheem Mostert for two extra million dollars, but they were willing to pay Trent Williams, who's turning thirty three, right. that amount of money. Oh, is it fifty five or whatever it is million guaranteed? I, yeah. I think they they tell you exactly what it is. I mean, they they believe, yeah. and I believe Kevin Stefanski believes even in his offense. And I would put the same thing with Sean McVay. Now they learned a hard lesson with Todd or with uh, Todd Gurley. I don't think they'll ever do that again. That they will they can scheme it up. They can they can they can cultivate their offensive linemen, and they can have a running game with anybody. They would like a good running back, but they're also not going to overpay right. at all for a good running back, and they'll just get other ones. I think San Francisco thing they're doing is going to ex- 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 uh, blow up in their in their face because Trent Williams is too old for that for that money. I'm not saying he's he not might good. be, but and he played. Are, man, he was the cat's ass this year. I gotta admit, he yeah, was yeah, great. No, no, there's, there's he was no great. There's, there, there's no doubt. Uh, so my final question is this: yeah. analytical front offices, and the Browns have one of the better analytical front offices. Do you believe that they look for a elongated window to be really good, and then they view the playoffs as get there, and then you take your chances? Or do you think they find a window and focus and say, we are going for it for two years, you know, be damned the following five if we if we regress a little bit? What, the former. What are those two philosophies do you think? The former two. Okay, so you and think on they're that looking one. for the 10-year window, and mm-hmm. once you get mm-hmm. in the dance, if your team is built right, you got a shot every time. Yep. Okay. I, I and I, and, and that's that. just yeah, – Don, thank you very much for the call because – 
if you elongate the window, there's times where in the playoffs, boy, that's a great call. 855-212-4CBS. More of those, please. You get to the playoffs, there are going to be some – there's going to be chance. There, there's going to be a couple of scenarios where there's chance. You almost saw it in the AFC playoffs. I mean, if Chad, it's third and 14, Chad Henney rushes for thir- for 13 and a half yards, then they're able to convert a first down on a passing play, for crying out loud. They kick the Browns out of the postseason. They go forward. The Bills, they're not up to the challenge of the Kansas City Chiefs. They go on to the Super Bowl. They get snubbed out by, by Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. There's certain chances that happen. Tom Brady turned the ball over uh, what looked like a billion, only three, but what looked like a billion times in the second half. Gave Aaron Rodgers every single opportunity to us, every opportunity to get Green Bay over the hump to get them to the Super Bowl. Didn't do it. There's certain times where there's chance. Whether or not Aaron Rodgers would have made a first down, whether or not he would have made, or whether or not he would have got closer on third down to force a fourth and two instead of a fourth and eight. If Aaron Rodgers would have made it to the end zone against Tampa Bay, I don't think he would have, but there's chance. There's things that are involved. I think that the analytical thought of it is exactly that. I don't think any general manager ever wants to be in a scenario unless their quarterback is Drew Brees. You're seeing it right now in Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger, even though he's, it looks like he's already fallen off the mountain. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, unless you have a legendary older quarterback, no general manager is going to want to find themselves in a scenario where they could leave themselves without an out, where they can leave themselves with their pants down where now they have a young quarterback, they're maxed out on the cap, they might not have done as great in the draft because they traded draft picks because they needed to hot shot their football team to have a window. They do not believe in two-year windows. Me on the outset, from 30,000 feet, I'd look at the Bills and go, here's your window, you need to pounce, you need to go. I look at the Browns, now's your window. You have a two-year window. Go, hit it now because you're about to pay people. Same thing, And I just said the Bills, same thing with the Ravens, same thing with a lot of other teams out there. You need to pounce. General manager, especially in the, in the analytical point of view, they're going to look at it completely different. Let's do it 10 years. Let's do it 20 years. Let's try to be employed as long as we can because our level of thinking is going to make this team a competitive team and we'll give ourselves as many cracks at a Super Bowl as possible. There's no such thing to an analytical general manager or a team president as a 6-10 and 10 rebuilding year. There's no such thing as that to them. They might completely, if they have their quarterback, there's no such thing to them. They might tank it out to get their quarterback, but once they have it, once they believe they have that guy, they're not going to sit there and go 4-12 and or 6-10 and and have people calling for their jobs and their coaches' jobs because they weren't able to manage the money, they weren't able to manage the cap. They're never going to want to do that. And the other thing with Chubb, and I think that a guy like Zeke Elliott gives it a bad name and a couple other others give it a bad name, is that you never want to overpay for a running back, and I would I could see Cleveland after this year. I could, I could see Nick Chubb going for another thousand plus yards again this year, being a big part of their offense, being a part of them being a playoff team again, and them just franchising Nick Chubb for the year and saying we're getting one of the premier running backs. We're franchising it. It'll be at around twelve and a half or thirteen and a half million dollars next year, from if I'm not mistaken, for the franchise tag, and I think they'll do that. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Up next, how this Deshaun Watson stuff could change the league forever. And welcome back to the pack, Bill. The Patriot way is dead. Sing it with me. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Woo! 
is the Ken Carmen Show. I want to entertain you guys with some ruffling. Is that okay? Go right on ahead. Okay. Rock Lesnar. How do you like that? <laughs> it was there. On CBS Sports Radio. End of the show, I get what you thought of me when I said I wasn't a Derek Jeter fan. I finally get it. Took me a minute, but I got it. Got some calls this week. I went, what? What is this? So now I get what you thought of me about Derek Jeter. That coming up in just about 15 minutes. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. This stuff that's going on with Deshaun Watson right now, we're up to 12 different lawsuits, and we're up to, I believe the number is 12, right, Connor? 12 different lawsuits, 22 different women. Yep. Uh, every, everybody's keeping you updated throughout the day on this. This is something that, I, and I opened up the show with this. I asked Mike Girardi about it uh, back at 12.40 p.m. Eastern. I don't want to be somebody to cast aspersions. I'm not going to be outraged over something that hasn't been litigated yet. I'm not going to be outraged and say that Deshaun Watson is the worst type of person when I don't know if all this stuff is true. 22 women are a lot. 12 different lawsuits are a lot. None of them being criminal charges and the Houston Police Department tweeting out and saying that they they have not been told any of this stuff is questionable. That's all questionable. On the other side of it, I'm not just going to sit there and assume that women are making this up to get after Deshaun Watson. That is not going to happen. But there are long-term ramifications to whatever might happen here. I looked at three different categories of this. From a society standpoint, if this is true, from a society and football standpoint, if this is true, if this is litigated and this is go- this is 12 different cases here. If this is 12 different cases with 22 different women, if he wanted to play for the Houston Texans this year, I don't think he could. You can't put him out there into the subject of the media scrutiny. He has a right to make a living. I understand this. But he does make a living a different way. And so if he did want to say, you know what, I want to play for the Houston Texans again, forget all this stuff. And there is a theory going on, and we had a couple of people calling in about this earlier in the show, that that lawyer lives just down the street from Cal McNair. And it, listen, I because it's the Texans, it's believable because they're so messed up right now. I can't entertain conspiracy theory yet. It ain't that show. I entertain conspiracy theory about a lot of things, not about not about extort, extortion and not about sexual abuse or sexual harassment or, or any of that stuff. Can't do that. So I don't know how much validity is in there. They might live in the same neighborhood. There's people who live in my neighborhood. I have no idea who their names are. They don't like me. Okay? If this is true, though, it could be the end of Deshaun Watson in the NFL. If this is true. My first thought was Roethlisberger. That was still over a decade ago. One civil, one a weird criminal matter that wasn't a criminal matter anymore there is still a very weird cloud there with what happened in Georgia that night at that bar in that bathroom with Ben Roethlisberger the NFL suspended Ben Roethlisberger six games got it knocked down to four 2010 America is much different than 2021 America our connectivity between each other is a lot different And the NFL and what people accepted from the NFL in 2010 is a hell of a lot different than anything we're accepting from the NFL in 2021. 
Somebody called up earlier, they brought up Michael Vick. What we accepted from the NFL in those days are, is a hell of a lot different from what we accept from the NFL now in 2021. And for a lot of ways, rightfully so. There is a doxing that goes on with people that we find out their information, and there's a lot of things there that, you know what, yeah, yeah. you're allowed to make a living in, the, in America. But there's also a company that can say, what you've done, what you stand for, cannot be a part of our principles. We can't be connected to you anymore. We can't allow you to make, it, make a living here. If this is true, it could be the end of Watson in the NFL. Because if you think about it like this, so many people say, what about second chances? What about second chances? Okay, what about second chances? What about when you, if you're the NFL and you sit down with each other at an owner's meeting and think about, or in, when it just comes to Roger Goodell and the people around Roger Goodell making these decisions? He's a very good player. Say you give Deshaun Watson another opportunity. If, if this is true, you give Deshaun Watson another opportunity. Goes out, plays well. Goes to the playoffs. Goes to a Super Bowl. How do I turn this? What do I leave the storytellers to say? Do I involve, think about, do I, do I take Al Michaels and Joe Buck and the great Jim Nance, and do I turn those, do I turn those people who are the storytellers of the NFL, do I make them tell a story they don't want to tell? Do I make them tell a story of, God forbid, redemption over something like this? If this is true, do I put them in a situation that is not good, that that the rest of the NFL will look bad on? How do you turn this into some sort of, not positive, how do you turn it into something that's palatable at all for the general public? The NFL is not in that business. It's about protecting the shield. Deshaun Watson is not above the shield. So if this were to be true, it could very well mean the end of Deshaun Watson and the NFL. Because what if, if, if we find out that, all 22 women are telling the truth, which there seems to be consistency in these stories, by the way, when you look through some of it. I'm not going to share it on air because a lot of it is depraved and lurid. And No, you can find it on your own. If all 22 women are telling the truth, that's way too many. If six women are telling the truth, that's still six women. That's still six people that have been violated. If one is telling the truth, that's still a person who's been violated. But when you hear the 21 others... This doesn't comfort me to tell you, but we all know where I'm going with this. There are plenty of people who are football fans who will line up, and they'll look at 21 instead of the other one. While the other one is wrong, and maybe or the or the other one, what happened to that person is wrong, and they might have been violated. We'll all look over there to 21 and not look to the one. The NFL, mm, they could go past that. They could. What if this isn't true? If this isn't true, this will be remembered for Deshaun Watson forever. And we could tell the sta- we could tell the tale of him being exonerated of all this, of these civil suits, none of them being criminal and how how he's a man in America who has been who his name has been drugged through the mud over what over people who are trying to extort him out of money and he's going to clear his name. He's got twelve different suits that he has to pay attention to. He's going to have to pay through the nose for lawyers, and then he's going to need even more. And then during that time, when he gets finally gets back on a football field, whatever that may be, it's still going to be said to him from crowds, and it still brings people to question what he is. 
if this is not true. And this will also be, disgusting as it is, it will also be used as an example in the future. The major fallout on the other side, the quote-unquote victim shaming to the other side of that, we will use this as an example in many times in the future. Stuff where there may have been things that have happened, if this is not true. And for Deshaun Watson, this ugly business follows him no matter what. And if it were you, anybody on the phones, myself, Connor Green, and we knew with beyond a shadow of a doubt, we didn't do one, let alone commit 22 violations of this, you would want your name you would want your name cleared on every single one of them as much as possible. It's one of the worst things that a person could be called. Perversion is one of the most disgusting things that we see in our society, not just in America, but in the world. And it's one of the worst things that you can be labeled as. So if you're Deshaun Watson, if you haven't committed any of this, if this is a grand scheme, if this is from some inside work over over the Texans, if this is some sort of extortion plot with 22 women trying to get something off of you, you have to clear your name on every single turn. You better be able to explain these texts. You better be able to explain this IG stuff. You better be able to explain all of it to get your name cleared. From a football standpoint, Texans can't keep them. This is the third part. The Texans can't keep them. The Texans can't trade them. If you're another NFL team out there, how am I going to put this guy out on the field? How am I going to say that I'm trying to trade for a guy who has this following him? Can't. It's going to make my organization look bad. So if you were a Dolphins fan and you've been saying some things about Tua Tungavailoa thinking that you're going to get Deshaun Watson, might want to walk back those comments. If you're a 49ers fan, Seattle some way, somehow, Bears, anything, better walk it back because it's going to take a while. And while this is being litigated, I don't know how you can just put them out there. You can say innocent until proven guilty. That's fine. You can say that. But you can also say we have an open investigation, and while this open investigation is there, we are not going to subject the player. We cannot subject the player to fans. We cannot subject the player to the media. We cannot do this. And also, he's still a Houston Texan and doesn't want to play for the Houston Texans. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. And this could be something that if the NFL, if this ends up being true, the NFL acts swiftly on this, this could change sports in general. Coming up next, for some of us, one shining moment is a $160 order of spaghetti. I'm also about to sound really, really old. Because I get what you thought of me when I thought about Derek Jeter. I got reminded of that earlier this week. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with Erica Herskowitz. He's bounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like no bandit run. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Final segment of the day, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Speak now, forever hold your peace. I'm going to invite Connor in coming up in a bit, I promise. Connor, are you ready to roll? I'm ready to roll. 
you better be – it's actually champing at the bit, but everybody says chomping at the bit. I got a nasty letter one time about saying chomping at the bit. It's champing at the bit? It's champing at the bit, I swear to God. The original way it's supposed to be done is champing at the bit. Well, that just makes no sense. <clears throat> well, I, that I don't know what it is, but that's what it is. <laughs> champing at the bit. But speaking of hate mail, EJ Liddell got uh, – some, some lunatic sent something – To E.J. Liddell, which was just, I don't know, just a bunch of crazy stuff on Twitter. Someone got in his DMs and just said, called him every word in the book. And somebody had asked me something on Twitter. says, you guys talk about this often. Crazy people going after young athletes for what? And I said, listen, there there used to be, it's not an explanation of this, but lunatics used to be able to scribble hate mail on a notepad and stuff it in a mailbox. And when back before, all they had to look up an address and they had to send it and there was all types of crazy stuff. Now, some idiot can send something in seconds. And I think for much of society, there is such a thing as over-connectivity. And Twitter, Instagram, some of the other ones, it's a place for it. But I also think that while it can be a really good thing, we find people who... We find people who get their families back together, who find relatives, who find parents. I think for a lot of people, while it can be good, it's it's usually pretty bad. It's usually pretty bad. And I think you see it with, with the, sadly, the case of E.J. Liddell. 855-2124-CBS. Got calls here. Let me get to David in Dallas. David, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, King. Um, I, I think Deshaun Watson will, will go ahead and play this year. They might suspend him for a few games, but that's it. If there, if he wants to play for somebody, he'll play. The team will, you know, take all the hate in the off season. It'll well, be a, by come September, you know, there'll be a, a, you know, some media David, things and David, maybe some David. Protests. I don't know how. I don't know how he does. I don't because the, uh, the only some people took this. Some people got like, what about Antonio Brown? And, uh, guys, there's 12 different cases right now. Now some of that stuff could be quickly dismissed by who knows. All right. But if I got 12 different civil cases on this, and he doesn't want to play for the Texans, is he all of a sudden going to go back to the Texans because of this? He could. He could always go back to the Texans if he just wanted to. Like, hey, you know what? Bygones are bygones. I could play for the Texans. But with this going on, with this looming, would you give up first-round draft picks for a guy who has this looming over him right now, David? Probably not. Because they'll say it's not criminal. And, and I'll give you an example. They have video – of you know Ray Rice, we we've seen the pictures mm-hmm. of Greg Hardy. Kobe mm-hmm. was on trial and playing, and the fans were were cheering even louder in Rogue Stadium's form. Wait, which one did you just say? I said Kobe was Co- Kobe, and I I will still say, I'll say the same thing about Kobe that I said for Ben Roethlisberger. These were different times in America. That would no matter what we want to say, they're different times. We're not as connected. We were not nearly as outraged, or at least we didn't sound as outraged as we are as we were. Kobe and even Ben Roethlisberger 10 years ago were a bygone era. But if I'm one of these teams, I know the the, the price for, well, according to the Texans, they're never going to trade the guy, right? That's what they say out loud right now. So let's just go on that. So if they're never going to trade the guy, then I'm going to have to keep offering more and more and more. Well, with these hanging over his head, how can I keep offering first-round draft picks if any of this stuff ends up being true? Then I know there's going to be a suspension. The NFL is investigating here. So how how can I play? how can I play the guy? And then it's going to be, if I play the guy, we find out he ends up getting suspended by the league. Now I just invite bad publicity on my team, and I'm going to, I, I got a player that, I don't know, it, it got, 
God forbid if he's found to have done this to all 22 women, right, David? What's the NFL going to do over this? Like, there may be a time where he plays again, but I'm going to be without a quarterback and giving up a lot of draft picks for probably a significant amount of time. And depending on when these when these allegations are found to be true or not true, that could be at a very bad point. Thinking from a football aspect and a football aspect only, all right? If it, that could come at a time that all of a sudden has a real problem within my organization because I can't just, if you're the NFL, if he's found guilty of this and I found him guilty of some wrongdoing here, I can't just say, we'll suspend you after the season. Things are going real well with the Dolphins right now. We're about to go to December, and I don't want him to lose you for the playoffs. Like, no one's going to do that, David. I don't know how he plays. You know how sports fans are. He could do this mm-hmm. pregame on the CBS pregame show live to 22 fans' wives or See, girlfriends. I don't, I don't believe that. Feel cheer him on. I, I, I think there are some people who, who will do that, David, but I think that those days are waning. I really do. Thank you for the call. I, I, I do believe, and I'm not outraged over him. I'm get, I, I, I think Deshaun Watson should have his many days in court from what it's looking like. And I hope, and I, sincerely, I hope none of this is true. Deshaun Watson was going to get the torch from J.J. Watt down in Houston. He don't want to be in Houston, but Deshaun Watson, we had Mike Girardi on. He's well thought of across the NFL. People from the state of South Carolina were calling in earlier. People from the state of Georgia were calling in earlier. He's well thought of there. There's a lot of people who really like Deshaun Watson. I hope this isn't true. I I really, really hope it's not true. Because there's going to be some ugliness out of this. And there are plenty of people out there. I think that they look at football. They look at sports. It's a fantasy. And if it's against a team they hate, if a person's committed something and, and they play for a team they hate, they will rip on that team and rip on that player all day and night long. If it happens to your team, eh, we're trying to find ways to get passes. Happens to every single team. I just got to call it the way it is. But I think that the people who are bringing up Antonio Brown and Ray Rice and even going back to Kobe and, and, and Ben Roethlisberger, I think we're in uncharted waters here. I think we're in a different era. I mean, Deshaun Watson is a major superstar. And if this is true... I mean, God forbid if all 22 are true. You've got a major problem if you're the NFL of putting him back out there on the football field. What are going to be the optics of that? Now, I know that the NFL, as the house always wins, the NFL seems to always win. People seem to move on. This would be pretty brazen. The NFL's number one priority is to protect the shield. They'd be willing to protect the shield over Deshaun Watson. They were willing to move right on past and never give Ray Rice another shot ever again. They did give Antonio Brown another shot. They suspended him. There was a lot of vagarities there, but they were able to say, well, you know, he's paid his debt to society. Away we go, even though there's still court cases that are pending. So they do pick and choose. But Antonio Brown, as big of a star as he is or was, not near what Deshaun Watson can be, not near what Deshaun Watson is. 855-212-4CBS. I'm sure Pony will get to it coming up in his show. Connor, did you see what made the rounds? This is actually, I think this is from last year, October 16th of 2019. Did you see the bill that came out from Salt Bay over the week? I did not, no. First off, do you are you familiar with Salt Bay? I'm not. The guy who does the salt? You don't remember the guy who does the salt? The guy who does the salt for what? 
you don't, you've never seen the chef who does the salt. He picks his arm up, and he's got the glasses. He kind of looks like Johnny Depp. He's got a wispy mustache, and he always wears a white shirt. He's in very good shape. No, I don't know him. Salt- you've never seen Salt Bay? I've never seen Salt Bay. No. I can't have this conversation with you then. Connor, <laughs> how can you be a person who works in sports talk radio who's on Facebook and on Twitter, and you've never seen Salt Bay? I don't know. and I mean, I spent a lot of time on social media, so I don't know how I missed it. Maybe I, I do know it. I just don't know the name of the guy, but I don't think I've ever seen well, it. If if you don't know the name of the guy, then you've never seen it because I just described it to you. And if I describe the way I described it to you, he's got a long black hair, wispy mustache with a goatee, black sunglasses, always wears the sunglasses, rarely has the sunglasses off, wears a white shirt, good shape, and he always does the salt. He's always cooking funny. He cuts funny. He, it's always like a showman type of thing, very fluid in his movements. And he likes to sprinkle salt on things, and that's what he's called Salt Bay for. Because he's a good-looking man. Women seem to like him, and uh, he sprinkles salt. So it's Salt Bay. You've never heard of this man? I'm a little salty that I haven't heard about Salt Bay. I can you tell you that? that. How can I have this conversation with you? You've never heard what this guy is. Is that my fault for not asking you <laughs> and assuming that you would know who this man is? Is he really popular, and I'm like the only one that doesn't yes, know him? Yes, yes, Connor. He actually really is. He's really, really popular. He's really well-known. I didn't even <laughs> know. I didn't know he owned a restaurant in Miami. I thought he owned a restaurant in Europe. And one of the restaurants in Miami, someone found a bill from last year. This is pre-pandemic, by the way. A dinner bill, which was 9.56 p.m. So they were out on the town that evening. It's a guest list of six. Total bill, $6,228.05. People got mad at the service charge of $889. If you're spending money in a high-priced restaurant, usually the 18 is always it was always put in there for your convenience. It's added for your convenience. Some people found the golden tomahawk, which is a tomahawk steak encased in gold. There was a video of Conor McGregor eating this man's steak. It was $1,000. The thing that stuck out to me and that what a lot of people drew conclusions to, and this is why I should have asked you. For, now i got to ask you about every pop culture thing ever from here on out. This is going to get so annoying, Connor. Yeah, I'm out of the loop on a lot of things is the plate of, and it says in quotes, spaghetti, $160. It is two, one spaghetti for $160. Spaghetti in quotations. By the way, the Sprite is $10, but the espresso is only $5.95, so at least the espresso is priced right. And people are wondering what the spaghetti is. Connor, between this week and next week, I want you to find Salt Bay. Okay? Okay. I'm going to send you this I'm going to send you this clip and I want you to learn who this guy is so we can have a proper conversation. How you are 28 years old. 26 too, years old. 26 years old. It doesn't matter. Old. It doesn't matter. It's not like you're 14. Salt Bay like B A E or yeah, B A Y. B A E. I know you have problems finding finding a, a, a mate, but yeah, that's what <laughs> the young people call each other. They call each other Bay, okay? I'll have to do my learning on this one. I was um, very out of the loop on Salt Bay. What is it with you, some of you guys? Like, who was it? Was it Hickey who never saw Goodfellow or Godfather or something? Was it you who never saw Godfather? No, it was me. I saw the Godfather. I just didn't like the Godfather. Good God. You just ended this show on the wettest, most awful fart you possibly could have. (laughs) It's been a good show. We've got some good calls from people. Went into the weeds a little bit on free agency, 
It's been fantastic. We talk college basketball. Georgetown getting rocked right now by Colorado by 20, by the way. And then you just ended it like, oh, I don't know, Salt Bay is great. Well, now we're going to finish the show. And I got two minutes to talk about Drew Brees and how boring Drew Brees apparently was. I don't even know where to go from there. I finally got what everybody was thinking about. We had calls earlier this week about Drew Brees and Drew Brees retiring and how big of a figure Drew Brees was. I always put Drew Brees in a category of the most underrated quarterback ever. Simply for the fact of he won a Super Bowl, he won a Super Bowl with the Saints, and I believe that if it weren't for Drew Brees, what happened after Katrina, his greatness, where the organization was where before Katrina there were people wondering whether or not Tom Benson was going to keep that team in New Orleans or they were going to move. It had been rumored many times before that. And I believe that what Drew Brees and the Saints did winning that Super Bowl makes him probably the most underrated quarterback ever. I don't know if I can put him top 10. I haven't had much time to think about it since. We've had other things we've had to talk about here. But I really admired Drew Brees. And there were people who got in earlier this week, and they didn't. It's not a disrespect, but it was a meh. And I finally got what some of the people were saying when they thought I was being a hot take guy or something like that when I said, I've never been big on Derek Jeter. I know Derek Jeter's good, just like you know Drew Brees is good. I know Derek Jeter's a legend, just like you know Derek Jeter's a legend. And yes, Derek Jeter is probably better at his, or is better at his sport, than what Derek, than what Drew Brees is at his sport. I understand that, but I never got enjoyment out of Drew, out of Derek Jeter. I got enjoyment out of Drew Brees. I, I saw personality out of Drew Brees. I saw Oprah have a very awkward moment with Drew Brees trying to get rid of his birthmark. I saw that there was there was personality there. With Drew, with Derek Jeter, it was kind of laconic. It was the same thing every time. It didn't seem like he really enjoyed the sport. doesn't seem like he really even likes baseball that much. He might like playing it, doesn't like watching it. So there's no romanticism there with the game. And then from what I hear from Derek Jeter, the best thing that people can tell me is that he gives gift baskets to different women that he had spent time with, as if baseball players over the course of the entire history of baseball haven't been known for carousing. But the heat that I was getting over Drew Brees the same heat that I was getting over Derek Jeter finally made me realize what well, you thought less of me over the Derek Jeter thought. Connor, figure out who Salt Bay is. We talk about it next week. For Belletti, for Pierno, for Green, for Herskowitz, I'm Ken Carmen. Ponies up next. You guys have a wonderful weekend, friends. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.